Who's wrong and who's wronger? In this corner, followed by Millions James, the exploding unicorn, Breakwell. And in that corner, ignored by Millions, Steve Dosh, Rinko Levers. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Wrong and Wronger. You're probably looking at your screen saying, James and Steve, they're both the same golden brown color. Because James is tanned and rested and ready to take on the world. And I am sun-baked and overworked and angry, ready to go on a four-state killing spree. But yet, here I am and graciously curious about you, Breakwell. How are you today? Interesting that you care now. So for a couple of weeks, I didn't contact you. Like if I don't call you, not talk, call, I'm never going to call you, never in my life. But I, if I don't text you begging to set up a time to do this podcast, it just doesn't happen. So before I left for the trip, the trip, mind you, which I never once mentioned to you, I didn't text you that week. So I was just so busy getting ready for everything and getting all my stuff lined up for it. So I didn't text you and you never said a word about it. And the episode didn't happen that week. And the following week, I was out of the country. Again, not a word from you. If I don't initiate oh, contact, you just forget glorious. that this podcast exists. And then, on top of that, I contacted you today. It's like, hey, why don't we do this thing again? <laughs> and you tried to cancel the entire podcast right then. So I uh, am... No, no, not yeah, quite right then. I, over a series of text messages that followed. <laughs> yes, it was. So, holy cow. It was like pulling teeth to get you here. <clears throat> it uh, it believe it or not, James. I am a responsible human being, and it <laughs> bothers me to disappoint you constantly. Every Tuesday, you're like, "All right, what time can we record?" And I'm like, "Tuesdays suck. I can't record." And you're like, "Well, Mondays and Wednesdays suck for me." And I'm like, "Fine, we'll record at noon." And then noon comes, and I'm on the back forty on the tractor, and I'm thinking, "Oh shit, isn't I supposed to be somewhere right now?" Today, I actually set an alarm on my phone. For the time that you and I were supposed to meet. So I'm cutting a path up to a plateau and my phone starts making the weirdest noise. And I was like, what is that noise? And then I realized, uh-oh, it's the alarm. I'm supposed to be with Breakwell right now. And that's when I texted you. And that's where I thought, this is probably, this might not even be exaggerating, James. The 20th time I have set a time with you and failed to appear <laughs> at that time. It's like, I... You might be better off with a different co-host. I, I don't know how desperate you are or how friendless you are, but I can't be the only option. You know, I'm sad to say this. I'm going to regret it as soon as the words <laughs> leave my mouth, but I think you kind of are. I have been on so many other podcasts, and I have never once hit it off with them like I've hit it off with you. And it's not that we like each other. We just have some good back and forth. There's a little bit of give and take there. There's enough. Ins it's the ratio of friendliness to animosity is just right. And uh, yeah, I can't, uh, I can't get that balance. I have to like, when I'm with other people, I have to be too polite and respect them as human beings. I can't be mean. And then the whole podcast falls apart or, you know, either that I've never really had a hostile interview. Nobody really grills, you know, comedy writers. It's not like you do anything controversial, but I imagine the other end of the spectrum of your somebody important you go out there and you get grilled and the whole thing's hostile but you're you're the right balance of both it's hostile but kind of in a fun way but also sort of not and that's that's where we are and i don't think i'm gonna find that again oh well i pity that but i think that uh 
you were actually very calm in talking me off that ledge and you worked out some <laughs> options and I think we have a viable solution going forward. Yeah, it was uh, it was touch and go there for a while. On top of this, before we just didn't talk for two weeks out of the blue, there was also an episode before that we had a, a bit of a disaster also yeah. because of Steve, where a recording happened to get what? cut. Remember when you, you we recorded that 10 minutes to save your marriage? That, that, wow, that podcast still exists. And you dropped your phone in the middle of it and it stopped recording. So it was going to oh, be a two files yeah. instead of one. And I was going to have to merge both of them. And I just did a heavy sigh and I put it off. And we hadn't recorded a new one yet. I was like, I'll do it next week. So I delayed it a week and I went in there and then I discovered something you've been doing this entire time and I had no idea about if I don't jump in there within that week and get it from the Dropbox file you go in and you delete it not just from Dropbox but from your phone <laughs> itself that podcast is no longer in existence only my half is out there it would be me talking and then dead silence on the other end it's really really remarkable so I went to I went to set it up and you had just you know you, you know blasted it off the face of the earth and I was like well all right then I guess that episode's not happening. <laughs> I didn't realize that you waited until the last minute to pull it off the cloud. Like, I thought you got it right away and just stowed no, it until you no, got to no. it. No, no, my, no. My phone dings, and I look down, and I see it's you, and I cringe because there's more stuff I have to do. I'm like, that's a problem for future me. And this time, future me was two weeks in the future rather than one week, and the whole system fell apart. Well, I didn't think that's the one you were talking about. I had forgotten about that one. I thought you were talking about the wrong and wronger that we had to pull because of content. Man. Uh, we, like a week or two <laughs> before that. We've had a run of Holy bad Holy cow. <laughs> well, no wonder you wanted to hang it up. I think the universe is trying to tell us something. Man. <laughs> well, you know, I'm like... 25 weeks behind on your life and I was I was on the Rhine River and I had bout cell reception and for once I really didn't check my phone that much so I honestly have no idea what's been going on with you I hear that you are in the middle of a hurricane over there uh, so <laughs> maybe I'm the only one who hears the wind but I, I'm just gonna stick with that that conclusion oh so I hope that's not coming through on the recording Dang how it. are things with you Ah. Uh things are going okay we're in the middle of a drought which i believe extends up by you but it i'm does. not positive yes we so uh, the the trees are kind of dying in checkerboard fashion i'll swing the camera over here probably catch more wind but the trees do an interesting thing when they start to go into drought mode they will cut off resources to like every other leaf so that the one next to it can live so the trees are sort of going into fall mode where their leaves are half turning yellow and half green. It's interesting to watch, but sad, the reason that this has to happen. And you're not going out there with your watering bucket to water them all? <laughs> I think uh, when we had it measured in the spring, we've got 80 acres of trees and 60 acres of pasture or field. So that'd be, a, that'd be a heck of a bucket to carry out there. Did you not just murder an innocent weeping willow because you thought it was going to steal all your water? So you killed the tree, so there's plenty of water left over for all the other trees, and now they're not being watered either. Is that is that what I'm hearing here? <laughs> You know, we were, my Mrs. Steve, my Mrs. Steve, Mrs. Steve and I were talking about this because when we lived at Olivas Manor, we had three trees in the backyard and she took one of them out and <coughs> it was like a tragedy losing one third of our trees. <laughs> and now 
We just hired the guy with the skid steer to come in and rip these willows out by the roots and throw them into the woods. And we did not care one bit because there is 80 extra acres laying around that we have still. <coughs> and I'm going to die soon. <laughs> this is this is good news, I suppose. Um, yeah, I, uh, I've also killed 100% of our pre-existing trees. We've only got the two apple <laughs> trees here we planted. But yeah, we had the three uh, ash trees. They all had the emerald ash borer. They all are gone within the last year and a half, some of them within mm. the last few weeks. So, uh, and we did. We had dedicated an entire episode to killing trees. So I'm, I'm glad to hear that continues unabated. Uh, what equipment breakdowns have you had lately? <laughs> Uh, the BAM has overheated once, but I was able to get it in the shade and get that under control. Uh, the bush hog has a flat tire. The riding mower, the little one, has two flat tires. And I think that's it. Oh, the uh, suicide doors on my truck no longer work, so that's in the shop right now. What do you ever Just, use? Uh, oh, and one of the four-wheelers. My four-wheeler had an electrical problem. It went boom. And uh, all of a sudden, nothing worked. Like, uh, all the electric went out. So uh, we have to get that in to get fixed. So uh, four things right now need fixing. I hear, I, I mean, I'm honestly surprised you got the BAM back. So, but you got it back from the repair shop and then it overheated. Is that what I'm hearing here? Yeah. Yeah. There's a design flaw in the way the radiator is built. So when I'm out and there's no rain for a month and a half, all the dust starts collecting in the radiator. And if you don't blow it out regularly, all those coils get caked and they don't work and they don't cool the things. So they start overheating. That, uh, that, that sounds wonderfully expensive. So I, I assume... Oh, my uh, my headset is dying here as well, so I will have to switch at some point. But I will just keep talking until it does, because that's what we all know is holding this podcast together. <laughs> is me uh, is me rambling as the uh, as my headset tells me to stop. But yeah, oh, that's God help us if we have to do this in two files. Yeah, no, oh no, we will not. I will just I will just swiftly and without anyone noticing plug this in. I actually earlier I pitched just abandoning the uh, the video format of this and just going audio only, which would make it indistinguishable. I could hide so much. I could I could show up here like a slob i wouldn't have to worry about my house being messy i wouldn't have to worry about naked children running around in the background i could just <laughs> i can just show up and slouch in my chair and all of my failings are hidden but instead we sit here on video and i have to do my hair and i have to wear a shirt i have to look presentable and you i guess you don't wear pants but that's neither here nor there <laughs> I when uh, you and I finished texting, I parked the tractor and I didn't even change my shirt. Like uh, I'm pretty wet from the neck down, uh. so I, I don't pretty myself up, James. I look this good naturally. Okay, but the caveat there is you don't have running water, so you really can't pretty yourself up. <laughs> I will say, let me not let let's uh, not bury the lead of the thing that you just said there that we're considering killing the video portion of this <laughs> podcast. I am curious to hear. From our seven listeners or viewers, if that would um, alter their life in any way, if this came out only as an audio podcast. You know, the audio, so the audio is pretty consistent because I never share the audio. So it has like a built-in audience of whatever it is, be it six or eight or ten people. The video, though, is entirely dependent on whether or not I share it and what the what the clickbait hook is that I put with it when I share it. And more often than not, with this podcast lately, I haven't even been sharing it. So we're talking like a hundred views on uh, on YouTube. Like I think, I think we can probably live without that. Out that, especially since we don't run ads or monetize this podcast in any way. 
Uh, but I'm sure, and you know, maybe it would be a relief to people. Maybe, maybe they're just tired of seeing us. We can spare those hundred people, and it's probably Judy P hitting refresh 99 times, and just go <laughs> with the audio, and the world will be a simpler place. Judy P actually double dips because she listens to the audio on one day and then watches with Mr. Judy P on the video the other day. I cannot fathom putting up with us twice. So earlier when we were trying to get this thing up and running, we recorded for 30 seconds before we did our countdown. And all I could think was, I have to listen to 30 seconds of us now before I can splice these together and nope out of there. So I mean, at, at that 30 seconds might break me, Steve. And she listens to 25 minutes and then 25 minutes again. Well, James, you haven't been graced with my presence for the last two weeks. And while it was a glorious break from James Breakwell on this end of the phone, I'm sure that you missed me on your end of the phone and are now hanging on my every... What's going on over there? On my every word. Always. Uh, just a second. My headset actually did Whoa. die. I am transitioning right at this moment. It is James Breakwell deep in my psyche. Holy cow. Was, did you hear very weird things when that happened? I heard weird things, and then booming like the voice of God. Now I am transitioning my headphones, <laughs> and it was resonant. I have to turn you down, or I'm gonna, I'm gonna think that you know things about me that probably aren't true. I mean, truthfully, you've probably told me more about yourself than you've ever told anyone, like besides your <laughs> wife. Like if you go down, like just the sheer amount of time we've spent talking about nothing in particular, 25 minutes an episode, there was a period where it was 15 minutes. There was a period where it might've been longer, but what are we up to now? 250 some episodes. Yeah. yeah. I'm in round it to half an hour. Cause I can't do that good a math. You say half an hour, 250 episodes, that's 125 hours of conversations <clears throat> of no substance whatsoever. And somehow we still seem to come up with new stories occasionally. Now it helps that you've made a horrible home purchase and that things continue to go wrong. And that was, <laughs> that was the blessing upon blessings, but really, you know, props to us, but I mean, we just, uh, we know too much about each other. Like we, you know, the, 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 the most amazing part of that is we're not friends. Like how much <laughs> conversation does it take before you and the kid that lives next door to you become friends? Like you got to hang out for a few hours. <laughs> we hung out for over a hundred hours, James. Hundreds of hours, yeah. in fact. We did. We don't dislike each other enough to break it up, but we don't like each other enough to make it closer either. It's <laughs> just this, this weird standoff. We're kind of stuck at the appropriate distance, and that's okay. There will forever be a no man's land between us that keeps this semi-professional. Semi-professional, semi being the operative word there. Uh, professional means we get paid to do this, right? Oh, don't rub that in. Yeah, it's uh, well, I mean, we're talking now. My my solution, since you have to, you have the this amateur two phone setup when we do this. You record <laughs> the actual audio and video for the podcast on your wife's phone. No, no, you record it on your phone and you call me from your wife's phone, right. and. Uh, and, and I don't think there's any other podcaster on planet Earth who does it like that. But I propose at least as a midway solution that you just get like a, like what reporters use, like some sort of recording device that just does audio and then download the file and then still call me on your phone. And, uh, and you are perplexed by that solution. So I don't know if we'll get there. But if we do go that route, that's like 50 bucks we're investing on a podcast that uh, earns zero money. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, that kind of rate of return is basically my whole existence here on Rattlesnake Ranch. 
I actually, uh, one of my viral tweets, some giant account shared it again, you know, get the get the clouts and the views for it, but they did tag me on it, so I saw it again, I'd forgotten about it, but it was where my uh, one of my kids said, uh, are you recording your podcast again? And I say, do you even know what a podcast is? And she says, it's that thing where you talk to yourself and nobody listens, and I say, she knows exactly <laughs> what a podcast is. And, you know, that tweet was from years ago, and I, I, I think it just gets truer and truer with every month that goes by. Well, in order for us to have hit over 250 episodes, we've never done more than one a week. We've missed some weeks, so that means this has been going on for well over five years now, James. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> you you cannot use math aggressively like that. You're going you're gonna to ruin my whole night. Have we been doing this for over five years? Wow. We have to have. It's this is my third house that we've been doing it in. <laughs> I actually, I, I will say that I didn't think this was going to happen today. So, you know, I've got all these Europe stories. You've got all these house stories. And we haven't gotten to anything. We haven't got, gotten to any stories of substance here. We've just been, uh, just been uh, patting ourselves on the back for being amateurs and being terrible. But uh, on, on the way back from Europe, and, and they may, and it, probably one hundred percent because of some not so smart behavior on my part. But right at the end of the trip, like the last morning, I woke up uh, I had a, a horribly sore throat and just this bad cold and that was the start of the period where we needed to go back from uh, we needed to go from uh, Basel Switzerland to Indianapolis and to get there there's there's no straight direct flights from Basel Switzerland to Indianapolis Indiana I know that might shock you and uh, <laughs> airlines are not super accommodating of anybody in the best of times you know they're not afraid to you know beat you up and drag you off the airliner because they booked three people for one seat uh, but in this case like they have a third as many people as they need for their staff and so the flights just change like crazy and so we got routed from uh, Basel at first we were going to go to Heathrow which was going to be a nightmare it's like the worst airport in the world right now Instead, we got routed to Amsterdam, which was slightly less terrible. Uh, then we got, well, then we went to JFK, which turns out was horrible times a thousand, and will be the <laughs> subject of its own newsletter. And then from there to Indianapolis, and we ended up. We woke up at 5 a.m. Switzerland time, and we finally got home with no sleep at the equivalent of 5 a.m. the next day, Switzerland time. Like we had been up 24 oh, hours doing this, and I did this entire thing with one of the worst colds of my life. Like I just, as the hours went by, I had to blow my nose more and more. My throat hurt in a way where I just didn't want to be alive anymore. And then as the real kicker by like, by the time of our last flight, by the time we took that short flight, short being relative, it was two hours from JFK to Indianapolis. I got to the point where my ears were clogging up and I was so thick, sick, I couldn't make them pop. And it was just a stabbing pain in both ears. And I am on the tail end of that cold here now. So I got back and I had the jet lag and I had the cold and I was like I, I, I can't make it I, I, I made it through one day just barely and then this morning I woke up a little stuffy I was like oh no we're not gonna be able to do the podcast again and miraculously I got Ooh. better I just I was so inspired I was like no I can't reward Steve like that. He's going to want to give up. He's going to take any excuse I give him. I will power through. And the universe rewarded my dedication. And as the day went on, I got a little bit less sick and a little bit less sick. Until now, when I sound almost normal. Not quite normal, but I'm, I'm pretty close to as normal as I can be. You know, we, we got a grade on a sliding scale here for both of us. I think what you're saying is I am an instrument of health and well-being for you, James. <laughs> I think that I can't die as long as I have to spite you by making you show up to this podcast. You might be my key to immortality. 
God, when you texted this morning, I thought, damn it, he remembered my number. Uh, I got to admit, I get excited every time you cancel, but that's not like big picture thinking. It's excited in the same way where I get excited if anything gets canceled. I overbook so much, especially this summer. The kids are finally off school, so we can dump them various places and do things and or take them places and do things, whichever whichever way you want to go with that. And so we're just so booked up with everything. And anytime anything gets canceled, even if it's something I specifically want to do, there's a little bit of relief there. And I feel like that is the same thing with this podcast. Overall, I definitely want this podcast to continue. But in the moment when you bail on me yet again, <laughs> there's a little bit of relief that I just got 25 to 40 minutes of my life back. Ah, but you miss Olivas, and that, being your talisman that I am, I'm sure that you'll get sicker and sicker. You could be on your deathbed right now were it not for this podcast, James. You know, one of the uh, criteria for sainthood is a miracle. So this this could be your first miracle, the the healing of James <laughs> Breakwell. We'll have to keep our eyes out for two more. We could get you in there. You might. Well, you are Catholic. You are sort of Catholic. So we're you could be on your way. Uh, I don't know how we're going to do the write-up of what you did in your life to uh, to be a saint, but I'm, I'm sure we can find something. You refused to desecrate that grave, even though I insisted so many times that you should. You were a friend to rattlesnakes and mice alike. You have provided a habitat for vermin. You're like St. Francis, but evil. <laughs> Oh, the evil St. Francis. I like that. Yeah, we can go Yeah, you, you've only known me since I was in my 50s, James, or maybe 40s. You've known me before the podcast, too. But you don't know what kind of miracles I performed prior to our knowing each other. Well, I'm going to open the floor then. Wow me. Give me, give me a prior miracle. I'm going to have to think on this one <laughs> because I also have taken a vow of humility oh. being the saint that I am. And so I don't catalog these miracles and hang on to them. I'm a giver, James, as you can tell by me being here today. So I just I give the, the miracles to humanity for the betterment of the rest of the world. That's what makes me feel good. Well, I'll spot you one. You've got someone to marry you. And that, that's, a, that's a miracle <laughs> all on its own. And as I'm saying this, by the way, every time I say that word, my wife yells at me because I apparently say it wrong. I say which word, mi- miracle or miracle. It's supposed to rhyme with mirror. However, I say it. I don't know if I say it like an A or an I. And I think it's a, a Midwestern thing, but I, I get I get chewed out for the pronunciation of that all the time, and it, it all sounds the same to me. It's kind of like uh, Ken and Can. Like, can I go? Can I do yeah, something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It sounds phonetically like Ken, like a Ken doll, like Ken and Barbie. You can't if you say. Can I go do something? I'm going to assume you're a body snatcher. Like no one on planet Earth talks that way. No one says can. They say can. But I think it's the same thing with miracle and miracle. I, I can't even do it now. Now the words just sound weird to me. But in the unlikely event that my wife were to accidentally listen to this podcast, I assure you I would not hear the end of it for saying that word wrong for the millionth time of my life. If she did listen, it truly would be a miracle. That James. could be your second miracle. If you can make her listen to this, we'll go ahead and count that one. Well, why does she give you heat? She's from where you're from, isn't she? Yeah, but she she talks differently, I guess. I don't know. It's. I mean, I think you and I can both agree collectively that Midwest Westerners speak the best of everyone who uses the English yes. language. We have the generic accent that newscasters try to imitate, but we do still have a few words that are on the fringe that you know newscasters haven't adopted because they are, are weaklings and cowards and can't fully embrace <laughs> their Midwestern roots. I, I saw a big breakdown one time of some New York Times graph that was out, out there bouncing around about you know what, you, what it 
what regions say certain words wrong. Another one was uh, crayon or crayon. I mean, I, who says Ooh, crayon? Yeah. That's a that's a lot of extra syllables. I definitely say crayon. Uh, there yeah. were there were several words in there that I just felt like they were they were judging me pretty hard just for using the language correctly. And after going overseas to places where other people uh, you know speak English but differently than us, I, I must say that our way of speaking English is the most correct without question and they should probably just rename it american rather than english because the english are, are just using it all wrong <laughs> yeah but they have such fascinating idioms in england that uh, i just enjoy listening to them speak i have a client who's british and uh, i just love listening to him talk you know uh speaking of idioms my dad pulled out one one day he said it was uh like a pig on ice when i was slipping on something <laughs> possibly ice and i was like oh that's uh, you know, that's a, that's a fun colloquialism. You pick that up in Iowa, and it's not like it's not an idiom or a colloquialism that anybody else on Earth uses. Like it is a practical, real life observation for when you raise pigs. Like, no, that's what it looks like when a pig is on ice. And so now I make it a point to use it any time I can, so that this might become an idiom and just propagate out through the English language. You know. Uh... Not that we can say it on the air, but I hit you with an idiom earlier that you said, well, that was... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you might blow your whole sainthood cannon to see if we say that one. I want to work that one into the vernacular, James. Oh. So at, at some point... <laughs> More power to you. <laughs> well, we got to go on that note. I'm sure all of the listeners that were tuning in to hear about your adventures in Europe are solely, sorely, sorry, <laughs> sorely disappointed, like most of our listeners are every time we post one of these episodes. But maybe next week we'll give you some content that you can sink your teeth into. I doubt it. But we will be back next week because James Breakwell came up with a solution because he cannot live without a little Olivas every week. Oh, so until we meet again, until James gets his Christmas wish and I show up again next week, this is Steve Olivas, Dr. Steve for the Olivas admiring Breakwell, James the Exploding Unicorn saying thanks for listening, thanks for watching. James' life wouldn't be the same without me. And until we meet again, always remember that two wrongs can make a right. <laughs>